0: Hey, y'all. Sam Sanders here. want to tell you about the only NPR show where you can hear about the latest White House drama and the return of TRL to MTV. The show is called It's Been a Minute. Every Friday, we catch up on the week of news and culture, everything. And every Tuesday, I sit down for some long interviews with authors, filmmakers, directors, and more. You can find It's Been a Minute on the NPR One app or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Hey, it's Ophira. This episode of Ask Me Another originally aired back in March, and I think we can all agree it was a much different time. Enjoy.
2: Warning, this podcast uses some unsavory language. Please be advised.
1: Hey, Jonathan. Yeah. Uh, Today on Ask Me Another, we're playing a game about words that rhyme with toys. So here's a speed round. What do you use to keep your jigsaw quiet?
2: That is a puzzle muzzle.
1: Yeah. What about a toy locomotive that's too cocky for its own good?
2: That's a vain train.
1: Yeah. What about tiny horses that make the FBI director feel like friendship is magic?
2: That's uh, James Comey's My Little Pomey? Good enough. (laughs) From NPR and WNYC, coming to you from the Bell House in beautiful Brooklyn, New York, It's NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia, Ask Me Another. I'm Jonathan Colton, and now here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg.
1: Thank you, Jonathan. We have a great show for you. Four brilliant contestants are here to play our nerdy games. They're backstage filling out their NPR March Madness brackets. Will Terry Gross take down Lakshmi Singh? And our special guest is stand-up comic Judy Gold. A bunch of her material centers around what it's like to be a Jewish mother. And I wonder, what kind of Jewish mother am I going to be? Will I complain to my son that he never calls me? Uh, Then again, my son will be a teenager in 2030. (laughs) So it'll be more like, Lucas, you never mind meld with me. (laughs) And that new planet, you never take me to Trappist-1B. That android you spend so much time with, Rosenbot, that's her name? Well, is she Jewish? (laughs) Our first two contestants will play a game about words that rhyme with toys. It's perfect for anyone who got a blister playing Twister, and really, who hasn't. Let's meet them. First up, Elizabeth Gorman on buzzer number one. Hello. Hi. Hi. You work at a nonprofit and recently adopted a kitten. Welcome. Thank you. Your opponent is Cassie Jackson on buzzer number two. Hey there. You're an administrative assistant at an investment bank specializing in healthcare. Welcome. That's correct. Thanks. All right, Elizabeth and Cassie, the first of you who win two of our games will move on to the final round at the end of the show. We're going to start with a word game called Toy Joy. In this game, every answer is a toy or a game paired with a word that rhymes with that toy. Jonathan Colton, would you like to give us an example?
2: I would. So if I said, if you're the first player to get rid of your cards, you win a trip to the capital of Alaska, you would answer, Juno Uno.
1: All right, so it does not matter what order you say the words in. Buzz in to answer. And here we go. It walks downstairs, alone or in pairs, and boy, does it reek. Elizabeth,
3: stinky slinky.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It reeks for a boy and a girl. (laughs) That was always the weirdest part of that uh, ad. It's fun for a boy and a girl. Slogan, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: Mattel's most popular doll now works at a roast beef sandwich chain. Cassie.
3: Barbie Arby's.
2: That's right. Mm.
1: Bad mortgage on that dream house. Yeah. Subprime barbecue. That's <laughs> all she could find. That's all she could find. To win this game of global domination, first build up an army in Australia, then invade this delicious French soup. Elizabeth. Risk bisque. Yeah, that's right.
2: This game of intersecting words is based off the 2006 Brad Pitt movie featuring four intersecting stories.
3: Oh.
1: Oh, Cassie.
3: Scrabble Babble?
2: Yeah, that's right.
1: Wow. We didn't think anyone saw that movie, even though it's... <laughs> it was nominated for Best Picture, a little thing like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I definitely Award hadn't seen it. <laughs> yeah. But you knew it. That's, that's all you needed for the answer. <laughs> oh, by the way, little uh, side note is the fifth edition of the official Scrabble Players Dictionary was updated for the first time in more than a decade, and they added 5,000 words like... Chillax. (laughs) Really? Selfie. I don't know if I like this. Dubstep. (laughs) Really? Yeah. It sounds so old already, right? You're like. (laughs) Bounce the ball. Send a document on a piece of paper. Then pick up as many cover sheets as you can. Elizabeth. Jack's fax. Jack's fax is exactly right.
2: Can you solve the mystery of who gave Mr. Body a contagious respiratory illness? Elizabeth, you look surprised that you buzzed in.
3: I, I hit it a little bit faster than I meant to. Uh-huh. Uh, clue flu.
2: Clue flu is right. That's
1: right. <laughs> mm, maybe Mr. Body should stop licking candlesticks. Yeah, those things are
2: filthy. <laughs> exactly. You don't know where those things are. That have been. coiled rope? Uh-huh.
1: Don't touch that. <laughs> this is your last clue. Foam dart guns are the favorite weapon of Brainy, Harmony, and Papa. Elizabeth. Nerf Smurf? Yeah, that is correct. Puzzle guru John Chinesky, how did our contestants do? Well, congratulations, Elizabeth. You are
4: one step closer to moving on to our final round. You won that
1: one. start your day by screaming into a pillow like me? Well, our next audio quiz is about a man who gets paid to yell on camera. But first, let's check in with our contestants. Elizabeth, earlier I mentioned that you adopted a kitten. How old is this kitten and what is his or her name?
3: When we adopted him, we named him Captain Mal after Captain Malcolm from Serenity. Mm. And we... Thank (laughs) you. (laughs) Yeah, approval, approval. We've now sadly seen enough of his personality that we just kind of call him Captain Butthead.
1: (laughs) What's happening? Is
3: it scratching? Is it... Constant begging. Constant begging? Yes, he will wake us up in the middle of the night begging for food, which he knows he's not going to get. He just wants us to be awake and suffering. Hence (laughs) Captain Butthead.
1: (laughs) What what an adorable pet that is. is. (laughs) Uh, training. Can you train a cat? Sort of, maybe? Are if you someone
3: can, they should tell
1: me. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I'm not sure. I, catnip, have you tried that? Uh, no.
3: No? Yep. Well, not personally, but... <laughs>
1: <laughs> have you, Elizabeth, ever just had a night at home alone with some candles and some catnip? Uh, Cassie,
3: you're part of a charity cheerleading team. Yeah. So who are you cheering for? So it's a group called Cheer New York, and instead of cheering on for a particular sports team, what we do is we essentially just cheer on all of the five boroughs. So we're at a lot of, like, the races, the New York City Marathon, the half marathons, and a lot of walks for charity. Now, if
1: I wanted to, like, have you guys just, like, cheer me in my daily life... Oh,
3: yeah. We, we're we definitely willing to do it for really? donation, yeah. And, <laughs> and so uh,
1: do you guys get together and, like, practice? Yep. Are there moves and oh, stuff? Oh, yeah.
3: We're, we're just like any ESPN cheer team you can imagine. We do the stunts, the flips, the dance moves. We do it all, so. Do you do the flips? I myself don't, but okay. I do flip peep other people. I, th- it, I throw people. Really? Yeah. You throw people. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's my role. That sounds
1: great. <laughs> So we have an audio quiz for you called Mr. Shouty. Uh, We've noticed that Samuel L. Jackson does shout a lot. (laughs) And so in this game, I'll play a clip of Samuel L. Jackson shouting. You identify the movie he is yelling in... And if you can't get it from the clip, we have some more clues for you. So, Elizabeth, you won the last game, so win this, and you will be off to the final round. Cassie, you need to win this, or you'll have to sit through eight minutes of credits to see if there's an extra scene at the end. (laughs) And guess what? There isn't. Yeah. All right, here we go. Here's your first clip. Yo! Hold up!
2: Time out! Time out! Y'all take a chill!
1: You need to cool that out! And that's the double truth, Ruth. Puzzle Guru John Chinesky, how about a hint?
4: This movie also stars Spike Lee and Denny Aiello. Very early Spike Lee. Ah, it's set in
1: Bed-Stuy. Elizabeth.
3: Is it Do the Right Thing?
1: Yeah, it's Do the Right Thing. All right, this one is um, a gimme.
2: Enough is
1: enough. I have had it with these (laughs) on this. (laughs) (laughs) Elizabeth snakes on a plane. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. People keep putting them in the overhead bin. (laughs) All right, we've got a few more for you. Let's see about this one.
2: Honey! What? Where's my super suit? What? Where is my super suit? I am uh, put it away!
5: Where?
1: <laughs> Cassie. The Incredibles? Yeah, that's right. It's like my life every day. You? <laughs> Here's another one. So we're not going to fight anymore! We're going to pull together, and we're going to
2: find a way to get out of here. First, we're going to seal off this...
1: That was the sound of Samuel L. Jackson being eaten by a shark. Elizabeth.
3: Deep blue? Something?
4: (laughs) (laughs) Can you be more specific? Um, Uh, In the deep? No, Cassie, do you know the title of this?
3: I can guess. Yeah, go for <laughs> From it. Deep Blue Sea?
4: Yes, that's correct.
1: <laughs> Cassie gets the point, but we can all agree there was some teamwork. <laughs> Way to go. <laughs> Play there.
2: I, I just have to say, yeah. that is the finest moment in the history of cinema.
1: <laughs> the shark eating Samuel Jackson?
2: Fantastic
1: surprise. <laughs> I loved it. I laughed and laughed. And then that shark goes on to Sharknado. Yeah, I assume those sharks <laughs> yeah. were the sharks in yeah, Sharknado. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, there's a few character sharks that get all the roles. Once
2: you, once you, yeah, once you train a shark to act on camera, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You might as well keep they using just, it in films. Yeah,
1: they do VOs and everything. <laughs> all right, this is your last clue. Access main security. Access main program grid. Ah ah
2: ah! You didn't say the magic
4: word. Please. Uh-uh-uh. Hate this hacker crap. Uh, uh, uh. Calling address people. Uh, uh, uh. Ooh. He's being denied access to a computer on an island. Also stars Jeff Goldblum and Laura Dern.
1: Uh, Elizabeth. Jurassic Park. Yeah. <laughs> Puzzle John Janeski, how did our contestants do? Well, Elizabeth won
4: that one. That's her second. She moves on to our final round. Congratulations, Elizabeth. <laughs>
1: Coming up, we'll find out who will face off against Elizabeth in our final round at the end of the show. And our special guest, comedian Judy Gold, goes for the Ask Me Another Gold, which in this case is a reusable grocery bag and a coffee mug with the old Morning Edition logo. I'm Ophir Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR. Support for Ask Me Another and the following message comes from the Platinum Card from American Express. Did you know there's this film festival in Mexico that holds outdoor screenings? There's this arena in L.A. where you can see celebrities talk to power forwards. There's this shop in Chicago that's been selling house music since before it was house music. There's a whole breathtaking and surprising world out there. And no other card lets you experience it like the Platinum Card, backed by the service and security of American Express. We'd also like to take a moment to thank and share a message from our sponsor, TD Ameritrade. Did you know that the average American spends three and a half months of their life hitting the snooze button? You could be spending a couple of those snoozes making a financial plan to help you sleep better for life. For a complimentary goal planning session to discuss your financial future, visit tdameritrade.com podcast. Sleep tight.
2: This is Ask Me Another, NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia. I'm Jonathan Colton, here with puzzle guru John Chinesky. Now here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg.
1: Thank you, Jonathan. Before the break, our contestant Elizabeth won her way to the final round at the end of the show. We'll find out a little later who she will face off against. But first, it's time to welcome our special guest. She's a stand-up comic who hosts the podcast Kill Me Now and guest stars on Showtime's I'm Dying Up Here. I sense a troubling theme. So please send help to our guest, Judy Gold, everybody. Thank you very much. Thank you.
5: Welcome to Ask Me Another. I'm so excited. Do you know how excited I am to be on this show? Seriously? Uh, well, first of all, I listen to NPR all the time, because I'm really smart. <laughs> and I love you, because, you know, I'm at the gym, and I imagine it in my head. Yeah. And now I'm here and on stage. Is, is this how it looks? It, I guess it does now. Yeah. Now yeah. I'll never have my old thing back in my head, you know? It'll always be this, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> all right.
1: So, I look up to you, but I like to think we have a few things in common, mm-hmm. because we do. Both of our parents were much older than our friend's parents growing right, up. yes. How do you think that influenced your comic sensibility?
5: You know, it's interesting, because they were very old-fashioned. Things were important to my parents and my grandmother that were not important to other people. Like, my grandmother was very into penmanship, and things... Like, I still, to this day, will handwrite thank-you notes if someone invites me over for dinner. And they were... I,
1: you know, your parents are older. They're not out partying. No. And, you know... Th- and I feel like had a really... Like, maybe this is the same. My parents had a very... Kind of a dark sense of uh, humor because they'd been through... They'd been
5: through so much they've stuff. They'd been so through So nothing... War. And it's great when nothing... When you come home, you say this is great, and then, you know, your mother says, uh, but just wait, <laughs> because it's going to turn to shit in about a week and a half, you know? Right. Everything was always so negative, you know? It was always... Yeah. I remember the first time I did The Tonight Show, my mother, <laughs> my mother leaves me a message. So um, I uh, watched. <laughs> Pause. And, uh, I, you know, there's so many commercials. I mean, it... <laughs> I waited and waited. I'm like, hello? Oh, yeah. Any of your other kids doing The Tonight Show? I know. You know, but um, it, was, it was a lot different, but you don't appreciate it until... At the time. Yeah, until you're old and they're dead. So, uh, <laughs> oh, God. It's going to happen to all of you, too. So, Ooh, yeah. you know... Definitely a different kind of On the
1: death thing, I do remember as a teenager saying to my mom, uh, like some sort of bratty thing, I just went, she was like, do this or whatever, and I was like, well, maybe I'll die young. And she said, you won't be that lucky. (laughs) I do remember that. And I was like, that's, yeah. Oh, thanks, Mom. (laughs) Exactly, warm. Now, you're in this new Showtime series, I'm Dying Up Here. I'm Dying Up Here is a uh, new Showtime series about stand-up in the 70s in L.A. Were there it's... people in the 70s that you looked up to? Well, I mean, I... like, where, did you look up to certain comics in the 70s or oh, listen absolutely. to those records? I mean, I, I loved Joan Rivers. First of all,
5: her, there's no one with a work ethic like hers. And she was fearless. And, you know, it got to the point where she just didn't care, which is where I am now. But, <laughs> yeah, so... But I remember I would have come to the city to hang out at the clubs. I would see Larry David. I would see Jerry Seinfeld. Joy Behar was just starting out. Susie Essman. Uh, I remember when I saw Carol Liefer there, I was like, oh, my God. You know, I had watched all these comics, you know, on The Tonight Show. And and I would hang out until very, very, very late. And at that time, you know, in the, in the 80s, the club stayed open till 2, 3 in the morning. Yeah. And I would go on for, you know some mob boss and his you know mistress and then two drunk people in the corner (laughs) but i knew i was funny because the band laughed if you ever go to a comedy club and uh they have a band or the the wait staff or the people that work there actually stop to listen to you then you know you're funny that's how you know yeah yeah
1: because they hear it they hear
5: everything
1: Now, you know, we had a a comic by the name of Cameron Esposito on our show a while ago. And, you know, so things are very different. For example, she starts her act basically by going, I'm gay. Right. Uh, When did you come out in your act? Uh, Well, I was never
5: in, but I just didn't talk about it. And then I had children. And when my first son, Henry, was born, 1996, I had so much material from being a new mom. Like we went to the juice store uh, on Broadway and 90th to get yarmulkes for the bris, right? And my ex, uh, she likes me to call her Wendy, but you know, cause she doesn't want me to use, her real name, Sharon. So, um, <laughs> so we call her Schwendy. Anyway, so Schwendy. Had given birth to Henry and she had a C section. And, you know, I said, let's go for a walk. And we go to the West Side Judaica, and where I know everyone in there, it's so ridiculous. And, uh, and I'm standing in line, and a woman says to me, Oh my God, that baby is so cute. And I said, Thank you. And how old? And I said, Six days. And she said, Six days? And you, you look fabulous. <laughs> and I said, "Oh, thank you very much." And I, you know, all these things would happen, and I was like, "You know, every comic talks about their families, yeah. and you have to just treat it as it is, which is not
1: a non-issue. It's a matter of fact, you know." So, yes, absolutely, I agree. Did you feel like pressure or did you have any manager or agents be like don't talk oh, about 100%. Yeah. Mostly the jew
5: stuff that they said you're too jewish don't do the jew stuff. <laughs> I mean look at me. Hello. Uh, but yeah, the gay thing cuz it was the mid 90s. Yeah. I was lucky cuz I was up there talking about you know my family as a as a gay mom and it was so important to me to show people that My family's just like yours. We have the same issues. You're laughing at this because you identify with it. And I ended up really starting to talk about marriage equality as well. Um, It was all about dignity and human rights, you know? And so I, I really am an advocate for coming out. I won't out anyone, but I do think it's really important to come out so that everyone knows that they know and love a gay person because everyone pretty much does know and love a gay person. Right.
1: Or a trans person, you know. You have a podcast called Kill Me Now. Yes, I do. You talk with uh, well-known celebrities, comedians about what makes them angry. So what is the most frequent thing people say ticks them off? I would say it's either has to do with social media and people Mm -hmm. looking at their phones. Right. Or blatant unfairness. All right, so if, if people just were kind to each other, how would your podcast still exist? <laughs> okay, you could be kind and still look at your phone while you're
5: walking up the subway <laughs> stairs and be like, you know, I'm in a rush. Get the, you know, it's just... No, there's plenty to get pissed okay, off. Okay. There's bad drivers. <laughs> ugh, that, that's beyond pissed off. That's like rage and... Ugh. ugh gross.
1: Judy, you uh, had a solo show in 2011 called The Judy Show, My Life as a Sitcom. Mm -hmm. And I know that you have a well-documented love of sitcoms. Yes. So we wrote a game for you called Very Special Episodes. In this game, Jonathan and I will give you a synopsis of Uh a particularly weird episode from a classic sitcom. Mm -hmm. And all you have to do is tell us what the sitcom is. Oh, okay. And if you need a hint... Our puzzle guru, John Chinescu, is okay. standing by. And if you get enough right, Corbett Hall from Jonesboro, Arkansas is going to oh, win and right. ask me another Rubik's Cube. Here we go. Edith wants to make new friends, so she answers a couple's personal ad and has them over for dinner. The couple turns out to be super friendly, like super, super friendly, mm-hmm. because guess what? They're swingers. All in the family. <laughs> yeah, that that's is correct. right, baby! Boy, the way
5: that Miller played. Okay.
2: Louise finds out that someone interesting is subletting the apartment across the hall. It's Sammy Davis Jr. That's the whole episode.
4: Um. Louise was more commonly known to her husband by a nickname.
5: Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the nickname was... Sweezy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's the Jefferson! That's right! <laughs> i are moving on, up, moving on up. up to the east side, <laughs> <Moving on up. laughs> to a deluxe apartment in, in the sky. sky. All right, go ahead. <laughs> I get to do theme song, too. That's the, right. great. Okay, go.
1: The sitcom's titular female duo wins a trip on a private chartered flight, but the pilot passes out, and guess what? There's no co-pilot. That's right. So our heroes must take over the plane's controls to save everyone's lives. I'm going to go with Laverne and Shirley. Yeah. You're going to go with correct. That's right. Thank you. That's back when there were female roommates. Yeah, Remember that?
5: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I had a roommate in the 80s, too. Yeah.
1: Mary tries to impress a congresswoman by throwing her a dinner party, but everyone agrees Mary is an awful entertainer. She only has six chairs, so Ted isn't invited. Then Rhoda shows up with Henry Winkler, who has to sit at a little table by the window. This is the ringtone
5: on my phone. (laughs) Who can turn the world on with her smile? Who can take a nothing day and suddenly make it all seem worthwhile? Well, it's you. Well, I thought you were, like, joining in. Oh, sorry. You, girl, girl, and you 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 should know it. it. With each Each glance and every little little movement, you show it. it. Love is all around. No need to waste it. You can have the town. Why don't you take it? You're gonna make it after all.
1: I'm gonna go with Mary Tyler Moore on that one. Sorry, that is incorrect. No, no. Puzzle guru John Chinesky, how did Judy Gold do? Congratulations, Judy Gold. You and Corbett
4: Hall have both won Ask Me Another Rubik's Cube. Oh my god!
1: Judy Gold's podcast is called Kill Me Now and she guest stars on the Showtime series I'm Dying Up Here. Everyone give it up for Judy Gold.
2: Thank you guys. So much fun.
1: Coming up we'll find out if you know your Mark Felt from your Michael Phelps from your Juan Pablo Galavies when we play This, That or The Other. Let's meet our next two contestants. First up Gina Gullo on buzzer number one. Hello. Hi. You're joining us from Lehigh Valley, Pennsylvania, and you're working on a dissertation in educational leadership. Welcome. Welcome. Your opponent is Chris Sunderich on buzzer number two, and you're finishing a PhD in bone tissue engineering. Welcome. Thank you. It's good to be here. Remember, Gina and Chris, the first of you who wins two of our games will move on to the final round at the end of the show. Uh, Gina, would you rather be on The Bachelor uh, or on The Bachelorette?
3: I'm going to have to go with The Bachelorette. I mean, I don't want to be chasing after a guy, so let's have them chase after me.
1: Yeah, that's right. A whole bunch of them. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Chris, would you rather be on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette?
0: I think I'm very indecisive by nature, so I'm going to have to go with The Bachelorette as well. I don't think I can pick a woman every episode. That's just, it's too much to handle.
1: (laughs) There's a lot of pressure. (laughs) All right, so first you'll play a guessing game called This, That, or The Other. I'm going to give you a book title, and you just have to guess who wrote it from one of three possibilities. Jonathan Colton. what are the possibilities? Each book was written by
2: either an FBI agent or an Olympic athlete. Or a participant
1: on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette? (laughs) (laughs) We're going to go back and forth, so no need to buzz in. Let's give it a shot. Here we go. Gina, Endless Enemies. Is that the title of a book of an FBI agent, Olympic athlete, or participant on The Bachelor or Bachelorette? Endless Enemies.
3: No, it sounds like an FBI thing, but I'm going to go with Olympic person, athlete.
1: No, I'm sorry. Chris, can you steal? I'm going to go with
0: FBI agent.
3: You got it.
1: (laughs) That's right. You went FBI agent, then you said, no, Olympic, but it was FBI agent. Although, it would be great if uh, it was a a bachelor. (laughs) All right, Chris, age is just a number. Olympic athlete. Yeah, that's right. Olympic athlete. Dara Torres, the first competitive swimmer to represent the U.S. in five sets of Olympic games. On um, The Bachelorette, that number, by the way, is 27. Uh. Gina, nobody's perfect.
3: The Bachelor or Bachelorette? <laughs> yes, that <laughs> oh, is correct.
1: <laughs> that was a ba- by two Bachelor contestants. Yeah, they had to get together to write that one. <laughs> Chris, the book is What Every Body is Saying. FBI agent. That is right. Yeah, it's about how to speed read people. Gina, landing on my feet.
3: Okay. um, I'm going to go with Olympian.
1: You're going to go with correct. Yeah. (laughs) Carrie Strug, a member of the Magnificent Seven Olympic gymnast team in 1996. She completed her vault, but then had an ankle injury and actually was carried to the podium. But she landed on her feet, and I guess that's all that matters. Chris? Chocolate Socks. <laughs> I'm
0: going to go with Bachelor or Bachelorette.
1: Well, you got that one. Yeah, that's right. It's a children's book about socks made out of chocolate. Children's Sounds book. good. It's written by season 12 contestant Holly Dirtz. According to her website, her two favorite things are chocolate and socks.
2: You know, write, write what you know.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, these are your last clues. Gina, for the right reasons. Um,
0: For the right reasons? I hope it's an FBI agent.
1: (laughs) You would hope, yeah. But as Uh we know from recent news, that's (laughs) not right, is it? (laughs) Uh, Okay, Chris, can you steal for the right reasons?
0: Uh, I'm going to go with Bachelor Bachelorette.
1: Yeah, I'm afraid that is correct, yeah. It's a Sean Lowe, who is often referred to as the Virgin Bachelor. All right, Chris, I didn't come here to make friends. FBI agent, Olympic athlete, or Bachelor, Bachelorette contestant?
0: Sounds like a very competitive thing to say. Yep. I'm going to go with Olympic athlete.
1: Yeah, you would hope it would be amazing, but that is uh, incorrect. Can you steal Gina?
3: Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Bachelor, Bachelorette.
1: Afraid so. That is correct. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That was by Courtney Robertson, Season 16's Villain. There's 16
3: seasons? There's
1: 16 seasons. There's more than 16 seasons. Puzzle guru John Chinesky, how did our contestants do? Well, Gina had a nice comeback at the end, but Chris is our winner
4: for this round. He's one step closer to moving on to the final round.
1: Would you like to be a contestant on Ask Me Another or see us live, but you can't come to Brooklyn? No problem. Ask Me Another will come to you if you live in Arizona or Virginia. We'll be in Phoenix at the Orpheum Theater on April 6th and at the Virginia Arts Festival on May 18th. Tickets and information at amatickets.org. Coming up, Jonathan Colton will literally sing what is figuratively the world's greatest music parody game of 2017. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Paramount Pictures. Mother is a new psychological thriller from Darren Aronofsky, the director of Black Swan and Requiem for a Dream. A couple's relationship is tested when uninvited guests arrive at their home, disrupting their tranquil existence. Starring Academy Award winners Jennifer Lawrence and Javier Bardem, and Academy Award nominees Ed Harris and Michelle Pfeiffer, Mother arrives in theaters September 15th. Thanks for listening to Ask Me Another. Start your day tomorrow with Up First, the morning news podcast from NPR. Apple podcast reviewer Eve Bethel calls it concise and comprehensive. I listen to Up First every morning on my walk to work. It gives me a great summary of the top news stories during the day and the upcoming week. Wake up with Up First tomorrow morning on the NPR One app and wherever you listen to podcasts.
2: This is NPR's Ask Me Another. I'm Jonathan Colton, here with puzzle guru John Chinesky. Now here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg.
1: Thank you, Jonathan. Before the break, we met our contestants, Gina and Chris. Let's go to your next game, where Jonathan Colton will play literal interpretations of songs with one-word titles. Gina, what would be the one-word title of your autobiography?
3: Probably, Ouch. (laughs) Yeah. Are you clumsy? I'm Clumsy, and then when I'm not clumsy, I tend to do things that are not necessarily feeling great sometimes. So I make a lot of weird mistakes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All
1: right, banging yourself up. Okay, Chris, (laughs) what is the one-word title of your autobiography?
0: Well, I'm a career scientist, and most of that time has been in cell bio, so I think I would name my autobiography Cell. And I've always been fascinated with the idea that within every cell in our body is a blueprint of us. And if we can unlock the potential of the cells in our body, then we are capable of uh, treating any number of diseases.
1: Yeah, you got scary there for a second and then back to normal. I was like, oh my God, evil. And then you were like, oh no, for good, for good, for good. (laughs) Jonathan Colton has a music parody... About overly literal songs. Yes,
2: I do. In this game, I will play you songs that have one-word titles. However, we've changed the lyrics to be about the literal definition of the song's title. (laughs) So you just need to buzz in and identify the song.
1: So, Chris, you won the last game. You win this, and you go right to the final round. Gina, you need to win this. Or you have to sing Kenny Rogers' Lady to me after the show. And you got to make it sound sincere.
3: Do what I can.
1: Okay.
2: Here we go. Well, I guess it would be nice if I could trust in something, could just believe in something without the burden of proof. Gina? Evidence? I'm sorry, that is incorrect.
3: (laughs) Okay.
1: Do you know the answer, Chris? Faith. Faith!
3: That's
1: right, George Michael. I thought maybe you weren't sure about... Uh, I didn't
3: know that the tune mattered.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. we, we're changing it up. I
3: like it now. Yeah, well, yeah. I liked it before, too. Okay, <laughs> I get That's it very now. That's very sweet. <laughs>
1: <Right>? <laughs> That's very sweet. See?
3: Ouch.
2: <laughs> Here we go. Train, 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 train It gets me to my desk, 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 desk Turn my computer on, 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 on So I can do the stuff, 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 stuff They hired me to do, 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 do Cause that's how I get paid, 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 paid (laughs) Chris, work Work is right (laughs) Doctor checks my heart with her stethoscope And asks me if I quit smoking Takes note of all of my vital signs. It's all quite routine. Chris, checkup. Checkup is a good guess. That's not the answer, though. <laughs> Gina, uh,
3: um, I guess uh, vitals.
2: It's another so fine close, guess. So no, so close. close. The answer we're looking for was physical. Ah, that's good. That's Olivia Newton-John. Yes. <gasps> Ouch. <laughs> now you're going to make Gina feel bad If you say ouch every time something bad happens on stage Sometimes it's programmable But mostly it's just flammable Your eyes will phase north, north, north As you watch it on the fourth, fourth, fourth Chris Firework Firework by Katy Perry, that's right Like I'm getting sick. Think someone slipped me arsenic, unless it's rising instead. Sweating, coughing, barfing. Oh no, I'm dead. Chris. Poison. Poison. That's right.
1: Ricin, that's the stuff in my back molar. <laughs> I hope not. You know, for when things get bad. Just... Oh, oh, yeah, yeah just in yeah, yeah, case. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: yeah. You know, it's, it's kept safe in a capsule for you to bite <laughs> when right, it's time. That's right, to... that's right. I
1: remember that I got that with the job at NPR.
2: <laughs> Everyone is issued wow. uh, a poison tooth. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly.
2: Just in case we fall into the wrong hands.
1: <laughs> that's right. And it's not like
2: sandpaper, it doesn't have bumps. It's like those mashed potatoes that don't have no lumps. It's like a baby's bottom or a block of ice, yeah. It's a description of silk. That's all I'll say about it. Gina. Smooth. Smooth. You got it. <laughs> this is your last clue. You just take these two things upon your face. I take the same things in the same place and then to. Together we move and toward each other so much Cause we want our facial regions to Touch
3: Lips
0: Gina, I'm sorry, that is incorrect yep. Chris, do you know the answer? We don't want our facial regions to touch We, we do, we do oh, well, I'm sure, um, <laughs> Kiss
2: Kiss is correct, that's right
0: That's Prince, that's Prince
2: Thank God. <laughs> John Chinesky, how did our contestants do?
4: Chris literally won his second game, so he's moving on to the final round. Congratulations,
1: Chris. While Elizabeth and Chris get ready for the final round, it's time for us to play a game called Mystery Guest. A stranger is about to come on stage, Jonathan Colton, and I have no idea who this person is, or what makes them special, but our puzzle girl John Chineski does.
4: That's right. Ophira and Jonathan will work together as a team to figure out our mystery guest's secret by asking yes or no questions. Mystery guest, please introduce yourself.
3: Hi, my name's Autumn Stamford, and I just started an interesting business.
4: Okay, Ophira, you ask the first question. Interesting business.
1: Okay, does your business... Um, involve interacting with other people. Yes. Interesting that that was a pause. Pause. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Autumn, as part of your business,
2: do you make things? I
1: do. Mm -hmm. And I I imagine people are buying these things. Yes. Okay. Just to be clear, because, you know, um, the the people are alive. Yes. Okay, good. (laughs) That's a weird question. Well, no, not based on our past experience. You never
2: know. Are the things you make, are they food-related? Yes. Are they baked goods?
1: Yes. Are you selling these out of a storefront-like location? Yes.
4: I have to say that uh, one of the things that makes uh, Autumn's business unique is not the storefront aspect of it. It's a storefront plus something else.
1: So, okay, so it's some sort of dessert-like thing, but the way I'm getting it, you're saying, is, is a little bit more interesting than just going to a store. Like it's coming via a bird or something like that. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's cakes delivered by bird. It's one of those things.
1: Is that your business, cakes delivered by birds?
3: No. Because no. I'm investing. Okay.
2: But it's something, it's something in addition to the storefront that's interesting. Okay. Do you have a, Autumn, do you have a sex dungeon in your <laughs> cake store?
3: I don't, Okay. Know.
2: It's worth a shot. Is there delivery involved? Yes, there is delivery involved. Okay, this is a high-speed cake delivery service.
3: No,
1: no. Okay, does the cake come way later than you were hoping? It's a very slow cake delivery service. It's slowest.
3: It comes late. What? In late. about a year. It comes is late. It,
2: is it 24-hour
1: cake delivery? Close. Wait a second. She just said
4: 23-hour cake delivery. <laughs>
1: She says it comes late.
4: It comes late. There are big goods that are usually paired with a particular drink.
1: Okay, so it's like a coffee and a donut kind of thing. Is it a donut? No. All right.
3: Is it a cookie? Yes. Okay, it's a cookie. It's oh. a cookie.
2: It's late milk. night cookies oh. and milk. That's oh. it, Jonathan. It's it's a you late got night it.
4: Cookies and milk yeah. delivery. Service. There you go. That's right. Autumn is the owner of. Brooklyn Kalachi, a bakery. She just started Bake Sale, a late-night service delivering freshly baked cookies and milk. She wanted to do something for the community, so a percentage of her profits go to the bed campaign against hunger.
1: Ah. Oh. <laughs> Autumn, we meandered so far away <laughs> from the wonderful and, and, like, simply nice thing that you do. Nice job, nice job for getting there. We're like she's got whips and chains. Yeah. It's midnight. You want a cake? The, sec- the
2: sex dungeon was definitely the <laughs> wrong.
1: She slaps you in the face. As it will come later. I don't know where we were going. But what what inspired this uh, this business idea?
3: You know, the bakers and I all talked, and we started talking about doing late night cookies, and nobody's really doing it in North Brooklyn. So we were. Playing around with names, and somebody said bake sale, and I thought, well, bake sale is a fundraiser, and so we started looking at different fundraising components, and that's how it all came about. And what kind of cookies
1: are you making?
3: Um, we make monster cookies, and what cut. are monster cookies? Monster cookies have everything. They have like oatmeal,s and M and M's,
1: what's your most popular
4: cookie? I think you have something called the ube crinkle.
3: Yeah, we have an ube crinkle. Um, my spouse is Filipino, and. It's a crinkle cookie, but it's made out of uh, ube, which is a purple yam that's very popular in the Philippines. Yeah.
1: And what's the latest time that I can order cookies and milk to my house?
3: The last order has to be placed by 1 a.m. Placed by 1 a.m.? Yeah.
2: There are many nights where I would want somebody to deliver
3: are you cookies kidding
2: and me? milk to me at that hour.
3: Absolutely. Even if I was
2: asleep, I would love for somebody to come, <laughs> come into my room and wake me up with some hot and just cookies. Shove a
4: cookie just in, in your mouth. Shove a cookie in my mouth and I'll go back to sleep. <laughs> now, we can't get out of this without asking what's kolache?
3: Sure. A kolache is a slightly sweet yeast bread that's stuffed with a sweeter, savory filling. And um, they're originally a Czech pastry, but most people know them. Um, from Texas. There's a huge Czech populations in Texas, and so in Texas, a kolache is almost like a donut. You can find it at grocery stores or fancy bakeries.
4: And they have roadside kolache in Texas, is that right?
3: Yeah, Yeah. so most people who get kolaches do it when they're traveling between major cities. You'll go into, like, a Czech town, and it started off as these small bakeries with a gas station attached, and then um, there's sort of a rivalry that happens some of these... Kalachi bakery gas stations and so they've kind of gotten bigger and bigger and now they're like these mega complexes where people go and they buy a bunch of Kalachis and they refill their gas they use the restroom
1: so you're, you're bringing the uh, kolache love to brooklyn yes thank you so much everyone give it up for our mystery guest autumn stanford It's time to crown our big winner. Let's welcome back our contestant, Elizabeth, who adopted a cat she calls Captain Butthead. (laughs) And Chris, who, when given the choice between being a bachelor or a contestant on The Bachelorette, he'd choose the latter because he struggles with (laughs) decision-making. Puzzle John Chinesky, take it away.
4: Okay, Chris and Elizabeth, your final round is called Zero G. I'll give you a clue to a two-word phrase. The first word ends in I-N-G, and the second word sounds like the first word with the last G removed. For example, if I said, brushing dirt off the actor Hoffman, you'd answer, dusting Dustin. Now, we're playing this round like a penalty shootout. Our big winner will receive an Ask Me Another Rubik's Cube signed by Judy Gold. Now, we flipped a coin backstage, and Chris, you're going to go first. Chris. Stealing money from Batman's sidekick. Robbing Robin. That's correct. Elizabeth, lifting up a dried grape. Uh, Raising raisin. That's right. Chris, multiplying by two the population of the Republic of Ireland's capital. Doubling Dublin. That's right. Elizabeth, dipping something into coffee with the king from Macbeth.
3: (laughs) Dunking Duncan.
4: That's right. (laughs) Chris, connecting to the URL of the author of the Gettysburg Address. Linking Lincoln. Yes. Elizabeth, using an oven with Kira Sedgwick's husband, Kevin.
3: Baking bacon.
4: That's right. Chris, roughly pulling along a mythical flying creature. Three seconds. Griffing Griffin? No. No. It's dragging dragon. Elizabeth, strolling with the Christopher who said, more cowbell.
3: (laughs) Walking, walking.
4: That's right. (laughs) Now we're at the halfway point. Elizabeth is in the lead four to three. Chris, separating hair with a comb with singer Dolly.
0: Parting, parting.
4: Yes. Elizabeth, losing a tan with the former governor of Alaska.
3: Paling Palin.
4: (laughs) You seem so excited. You are correct. Yes. Paling (laughs) Palin. Chris. Having an outstanding debt with Luke Wilson's brother. Owen Owen. That's right. Owen Owen. Elizabeth. Grabbing a quarter of the year distinguished by its weather. Three seconds. (laughs) That was seizing season. Chris. Busting a move with Mary Steenbergen's husband, Ted. Dancing, dancing? Yes, that's right. Dancing, dancing. (laughs) Pulled it out. Elizabeth. Making a turkey sound with an evil elf-like creature.
3: Goblin, goblin.
4: Yes. Now we're on the last question for each of you. The score is tied. You each have one question left. Here we go. Chris. Raising your voice with the chair of the Federal Reserve.
0: Yelling, Yellin?
4: Yes, yelling, yelling. <laughs> Elizabeth, you must answer this question correctly, or Chris wins. Staying out of view with composer Franz Joseph. Hiding, Haydn. Hiding, Haydn is right. We are tied. Here's your tiebreaker. Join a sorority with a native of the country that has Moscow as the capital. Elizabeth.
3: Rushing Russian.
4: Rushing Russian is correct,
3: congratulations.
1: Congratulations Elizabeth and that's our show Ask Me Another's puzzle guru is John Chinesky. Hey my name anagrams to oh heck ninjas Our house musician is Jonathan Colton Thou jolt a cannon Our puzzles were written by Ashlyn Hatch Sean Kennedy, Glenn McDonald And senior writers Karen Lurie and J. Keith Van Stratton Our senior supervising producer is Art Chung Ask Me Another is produced by Mike Katzeff, Travis Larchuk Julia Melfi, Danny Shin, Ramel Wood, and our intern Toya Singh, along with Steve Nelson and Anya Grundman. We are recorded by Damon Whittemore, Rick Kwan, and Nate Kinsella. Ask Me Another was created by Eric Newsom and Jesse Baker. We'd like to thank our home in Brooklyn, New York, The Bell House. Hot Heel Blues. And our production partner, WNYC. I'm Harriet Bagonias. Ofira Eisenberg. And this was Ask Me Another from NPR. <laughs> Hey, you, listening from the Sunshine State, reciting the credits? Yes, you! You should be a contestant on Ask Me Another. We'll be at the Hard Rock Live Orlando on October 19th, so go to amatickets.org to take our contestant quiz. next time on ask me another we grapple with failure the sound of failure that is we challenge contestants to identify the game or game show based on the sound you hear when you lose then jonathan colton leads us in a music parody about people who make their living as talking heads set to talking head songs join me ophira iceberg for npr's hour of puzzles word games and trivia